Simmons. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to the Essendon Finals edition of the Lunchtime Podcast, episode number nine. Go Bombers! (laughs) Yes, the Lunchtime Podcast is basically two blokes that have known each other for 30 odd years, getting together and talking everything Essendon and sport in general. My name's Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, and tonight I'm pleased to say I'm going to brag about my club. Absolutely, we are in the finals, no, 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 and you're not. No, it's it's absolutely something that we're going to be celebrating tonight on the podcast. Um, we have made the finals, it's something significant for this football club, so we thought we'd try something a little bit different on the podcast tonight. Um, we're going all AM talk back tonight. We're gonna, we've got four callers calling through um, to uh, to discuss everything that uh, anything, quite frankly, that they'd like to talk about on the podcast. We we um, we're going to talk finals. We're going to talk uh, last week's game, next week's game, um, the VFL with these guys. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we wanted to do a bit of a fans podcast, and um, so just during the week, I um, just sort of um, messaged a few to see if they'd be interested in just sharing their thoughts, some some Essendon fans. So hopefully they'll call up soon and um, and we should have a, um, a different kind of podcast, but I just thought it'd be fun just to have a bit of a fans podcast, people calling in and, and just talk about how excited they are, talk about how they think the year's gone, as Grant said. So let's, without further ado, start the podcast and let's do our talk back Lunchtime catch-up style. Nice work, exactly right. Our first caller tonight on the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast is Braden Ugis. Braden, welcome. G'day, how you going, guys? How you going, Braden? Now, obviously, we know each other. I think I think our first time we caught up was um, after the 2016 walk. Um, is that right? Does that my memory serve me? I, I think I caught, I caught up with you at the fan walk. Yeah, yeah, I, I was doing the fan walk, and I um just happened to um run into yourself and the feisty there, which was um which is good timing. So yeah, we had a, had a, good a met and chat. Yeah. Speaking of feisty, to uh to be in, included later on in the show, she'll be uh, one of our other callers as well. Now, now, Braden, I guess the the question we wanted to ask is we, we we're getting some fans on the on the podcast tonight just to to get some feedback, just to um to tell us what they think of the season, pretty much anything they like. The seasons, what they what they think about the finals campaign, um Job's retirement, anything you want to talk about. But I guess one question I wanted to um one question I wanted to par- uh, ask you today was um give us something positive. And unfortunately, <laughs> we've won so many games recently and there's all this negativity around how we played and that sort of stuff. What do you think is one of the positives of the 27 season for a uh, 17 season for Essendon? Well, I think uh, the way the boys have conducted themselves this season, um, obviously finishing wooden spoon um, last year and rising from that to finishing seventh this year and playing an elimination final against Sydney. I mean, it's not going to be an easy ask, but you know what? Uh, I was saying last night that um, the stats compared to City and Essendon are pretty 50-50. So yeah. I reckon this season, uh, the Bombers and and also I've got to say, John Worsfold. Um, what a what, yeah, a, what a what a godsend he's been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you can you can obviously tell with Wusha, um, you can tell the players really embrace his style, um, and he's just got this really calming influence over the whole group. It seems. Um, which is really good, especially, I guess, historically to where they've come from. Um, 
he he's got this real manner about them that they they feel un, under control, feel that they know what needs to be done. So how did you feel when the siren went with Frio? Was it relief or was it excitement? Yeah. Oh, a mixture of everything. Like I was um you know I went to the game and uh um coming in to play Frio, I was sort of like oh. I hope that um, hope these boys really come out firing, and I, you know, there's a there's a finals campaign at stake here. It's it's more than just a more than just a, you know a game today. So yeah, um, yeah. So when the obviously through the game, a bit nervous and stuff, but uh, once it was over, uh, I, I couldn't hold I, I couldn't hold the tears back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's teared up. Yeah, it's teared yeah, up, was... and obviously here and seeing Joe get uh, cheered off as well, and uh, like I. Uh, uh, that was a very emotional moment as well. Yeah, oh, mate, that's the kind of supporters that this club needs, and that um, I, I commend you for tearing up. <laughs> Look, I, I must admit, I went a little bit early on my celebration when um, Heath Hocking kicked that goal and was thirty-eight as did up. I, as I was did like, I. I was like punch in the air. I was like, all right, I think we've got this. I think we've finally got this. <laughs> little did I. Yeah, know. no, it was a bit like that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Eight points the difference with about nine minutes to go. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, but uh, funny enough, I just had this calm about me, though. Oh, I um, didn't actually. I, I was, was like, I was kind of nervous and calm at the same time. I felt, I still felt we had some control. Um, and I just felt like it might be just too important. Our, our last kind of three games where we were favourites, um, there's been a few similarities, like even the North Melbourne game. Um, where it could have gone either way, but it's that last five minutes we we sort of steeled ourselves and just said, "No, nah, we're going to win this." So um, it was, yeah, I was, oh, I was so excited. I didn't care how we won, I mean, I, I, and I felt like our attitude was spot on the whole game. We we missed targets, but yeah. their actual attitude was great. How did you feel, Brad? Oh, like all those games you're talking about. I, I tell you what, like in the past, like those games we've probably would have liked we may have dropped them um i think the the state the stakes are, where the stakes were at and oh just the the attitude of the boys like okay the the teams that we're playing they're well naturally they're going to come out and challenge us but uh yeah. the way they the way they went about it and got and just got the win and i couldn't oh i couldn't recommend them high enough, highly enough for that they've, yeah. they've, they've done yeah. what they've had to do to get to the finals now it's the yeah. now it's the finals. We've got to we've got to um, next, step it up. It's the next journey for the club, isn't it? Really? It's oh, the, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a it's a new, but it, it's that's why it's exciting for me that it's already happened in the first year. That that next step yeah. is, uh, which tells me they've got a little bit more mental steel than than probably historically <laughs> we used to. Yeah. We just didn't get there. Because um, I, I, I think a lot of that comes down to Wusher as well. I mean, you you were saying earlier about that calming attitude. I don't think I've ever seen. Well, ever. I mean, he's only been there for one season. But I don't think I've ever seen a cross to Wusher in the in the box where he's been all fired up and he's banging desks or anything like that. He seems very calm. He's probably going internally mad, but he's very calm, very collected. And I think that rubs off on the players. In mm. you just he probably is telling them keep working the plan, keep working the plan, keep working the plan. So I I think that's we've learnt from the loss to Brisbane we've learnt from those games that we should have won where we're still not in a position where we can play Frio and pump them by the 80 to 100 points that we should have pumped them by um, we have this thing where we go missing for a little while but I think Scotty made a really good point earlier this year is that we're, we're professional enough now that we don't lose those games 
sure we dip, sure we we have a bit of a um, a bad quarter or so, but we get to eight points, but then we get back out to whatever uh, the end of that margin was. So I think that's really important. So yeah. Braden, which which player was there a player that surprised you this year, Braden? Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I tell you what, um, oh. The players that have the there's there's been a few players that have surprised me actually. Um, I suppose there's one player that um that I like that um that surprised me and he's actually fast become one of my favourite players and that's um McDonald's with the Woody. Yeah. Uh, he's like what a steal. Yeah, the man's some, a steal. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Some people like I've heard you say there. So oh, he's been going missing a little bit, but I looked at some of the stats after some of the games and so tell you what, it's he might. Is he has he has bursts and he's he's um I think yeah. the game against the uh, the Gold Coast, um for our, for our guys he had the um most uh most repeat um sprint bursts, yeah. um so okay. he's repeat efforts and everything like that. I, yeah, like he might not um you know be in the game all the time, but tell you what he he does what he's got to do. And I think that the reputation of him running down players and that that off the forward line pressure that he puts on, people they wonder where he is in the forward line. They even if he's like you see, he's not kicking three goals a game and he's not bursting three packs. I bet you the <clears throat> the um, opposing forwards absolutely wonder where he is in that forward line. So I agree. Um, Tip and Woody's been great throughout the season. Um, do you know much about the VFL, Brendan? Uh, yeah, I've been pl- paying uh, close attention to it. Um, cool. I've been, Up and coming player through there. Um, Kobe much. Okay. Yep. Definitely yeah. contested ball animal that he is. Oh, he's yeah, actually definitely. had a he's had an impressive year. Um, I you just I get the sense he's going to play senior footy next year. You reckon his, his body's okay? Yeah. Well, Corrigan mentioned um, last week that he actually said his body was well developed, like to play AFL. So. Okay. So, oh, okay. Um, he, he, so, I would say with another preseason, I can't see why not. Uh, what do you think of the uh, of my man? I'm claiming him as my man anyway. My man, uh, the fridge Begley. What a geez! What a start to him! What a start! <laughs> Just a the, start. the foot skills. Like, oh. I mean, okay, his passing is amazing. It's it? brilliant in the forward line, and it's it's coming like a rocket. Hmm. I'll tell you what, the, the, those couple of passes into um into Stewart against the Gold Coast. I'll yeah. tell you what, oh, you'd, you'd yeah. reckon I'd say he, he's, he's, he's right at home. You know, <laughs> he's right at home. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it. With some young plays, all you have to do is see snippets because you know they're yeah. going to get more consistent. It's going to grow. They're going to mature um, and they'll, they'll learn to find the footy more. It's so when you see having these 10, 15 possessions maybe, but you see how much quality is happening with Absolutely. those 10, you go, okay, when this boy gets it 25 times... He is a Paul Chapman, then. He yeah, is, he's going to he be. He's a really dangerous Jesus, And heaven player. help him if he can get fit enough to run through the middle. Yeah, well, well obviously, Corrigan mentioned that he felt it was good enough to, to, to run through the middle. And we need, we, we need players like that to be a surprise midfielder that comes on and shines. But, um, well, thanks so much, Braden. Um, we gotta, we got to wrap it up, I think, because um, we've got another call coming through. But um, just one final statement. Anything you want to say? Just a dirty, great big go bombers or anything <laughs> you'd like to say? What's, what's your margin? Do you reckon we can beat... You should say you reckon we can beat Sydney? I reckon, uh, I reckon we'll do Sydney by two goals. I like it. I like, I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> who, who would you think would star? 
Oh, I reckon uh, because uh, Joe Danaher's had a couple of quiet sort of weeks, I reckon Joe Danaher's going to turn it on final stage. Oh, I like it. Do you I know like my it. Do you know my Smokey for to make us successful? And because when he has a week off, he's he's really good, and that's actually Bell Chambers. When he yes. actually when he has a full rest and he comes out completely physical and pumped up, he is a an imposing figure. Like yeah, he, yeah. He in Fremantle, he was to me. In the top two players yeah. on, the, on the ground, as far as influence on the well, game, he can become an animal. He just, you know, he knows what yeah. to do. Yeah, he does get tired uh, by his own admission. You know, four or five weeks in a row, but he's had a week rest and he's played, um, and now he's got a week's rest and then he plays Sydney. And Sydney Ruckman aren't really that nah, it's sort of notable. Curvis, isn't it? So or? he has a big chance to get our our guys some first possession if we can read I like him well. It. But I like it. A lot. Anyway, uh, thanks so much, Braden. Um, I'm. I'm sure we'll catch up soon anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank but, you very uh, much for coming on the podcast tonight. All right. Cheers, guys. And Gary Bombers. Hey, everyone. We're just breaking into the podcast right now. Um, we did have all the uh, Feisty's call. Feisty's our next caller. Um, unfortunately, um, as we've gone to play back the podcast, it's um, deleted her first two minutes of the conversation. So obviously, you're not going to hear an introduction, but we'll pick it up where we joined into the conversation with Feisty things I go oh that's really good like and so obviously I've talked about Ridley and I know and people could say oh Ridley's you know he's only getting 15 20 possessions but it's just there's some players I go there's just some things that they do I go oh that's really classy that's really AFL level so he was one that stood out um obviously me and Feisty um with a with a few others sponsor Aaron Francis so um we dearly hope <laughs> that he can get fit. From all reports, he's told the club that he won't have a he won't have a off season break. So um, that would be great if um, he can dedicate himself to to sort of getting fit. Um, yeah. So we. Yeah. As far as I know, he's going home for a few days, like he did last season. Yeah. And he'll be back early. And back early. Yeah. Back early to get stuck into. It's mainly his fitness level. That's what he's got to get right so, and I've got confidence in him there's no yeah. doubt with his with his talent I mean we've we've literally got a little like a ticking bomb there in that guy he we're just waiting 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 until we can unleash him at AFL level because it, he's exactly he's he's just and when he does like he's got all the talent in the world and you look at him and go forward back through the mid we've got a bloke that could take over a game we just got to get him fit enough and consistent enough um, to to get that time of the AFL. Yeah, he actually he actually reads the game very well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he, he's got that kind of Gleason intercept marking skill, hasn't he? Oh yes, yes, Mar- yes. I reckon he has got the Marty about him. <laughs> Besides, well, touch yeah. the Martys. That's that's the only likely the the, the sort of the only similarities. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Marty weighs about. Yeah, as there's much no as other similarities. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but no, uh, when, so when you go to training, who are the guys? Is there are the guys there? They're like manic trainers, or you go, oh wow, they're just like uber professional. Well, for me. Zach has won. He he stands out every time. Yeah. Um, and even Stanton, um, even though, you know, he's retiring, his professionalism was teaching the young boys, like he's always encouraging. He's always letting them know, well, no, you didn't do it that way, so how about you try it this way? Yep. Those boys 
along with Buddha. Buddha's another one. Yeah. They just constantly are letting the boys know, the younger ones, how about we try it this way, and always encouraging them, never sort of, you know, having a go at them or yelling at them or swearing at them, which seems to happen a couple of times <coughs> at training. <laughs> oh, okay. the, lovely, the lovely words come out. We won't name who, the, who, who does it, though. Okay. Yes, no. but you could probably guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can. I've heard it myself, yes. <laughs> yeah. But no, and I think I think McGrath. McGrath just oozes, oozes talent, and he's just always training hard. Mm. So a question for you. We see that um, Jakey Long's been um, elevated to the seniors. Um, or... I'm struggling with Jake. Are you? Yeah. So yeah, because I, I, mm. I look at it. And I, go, I, I, is that an encouragement for him from the club? Is that like a Jakey? We haven't forgotten about you, mate. There's. It could be. It could be because I think he he's struggling. He's struggling with the fact that his name is long. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Many people have put too many too much expectation on him. I agree. Yeah. It's similar to what they did with Job when Job came in. Yeah, they sort of looked at you know Tim Job. You're going to be a star straight off. Well, we knew that wasn't that wasn't the case anyway. But yeah, Jake just just works on his craft, and I, I, he'll be a good player. There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> but comparing him to his dad is just to me is, is a lot to take on. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. I guess. So where do you see? I mean, if he gets his um, if he gets his chance, where do you see him playing? Is he a forward? Is he a back? Is he a wing? I think he's more he's more a, like back. Wing type player. He's not a. He's not like deep in the midfield. Okay. He just can run around on the wing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, honest to goodness, I think he deserves a go. Uh, I. And again, having said that, though, he's got to get the possessions up in the VFL. He's got to. He's got to show well, that he can dominate the position that he's, he's playing in. He's probably. And I'm being completely blunt. His biggest problem is, is the guys like Kobe Much after their first year are yeah, already are already knocking down the door. Already knocking down yeah. the door. So he um he has to. He does have to elevate his game a bit more. To I mean, that's that's a good thing from our from a supporter's point of view, but yeah. not from not from players my... like him that are yeah, yeah. knocking yeah. on the door. <laughs> so I, we can't sorry spend too long. But so when the siren went and they're carrying Job off, how was Feisty feeling? <laughs> Feisty was Feisty was feeling not too bad. <laughs> little little not little too tear bad. or two perhaps. I had a little tear the day before. Okay. Yeah, and then on the uh, Thursday, I went to training and I got to see our other retirees. So that was a bit yeah. of a worry. <laughs> I kind of did burst a tear, but I got my hug, so that was all right. And I must admit, even though it was it was like a real concern before the game with Hooker going out, there was something nice about Heath Hocking playing. Um, oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. There was just something. I mean, he, he thrived on I mean, it. Yeah, the fact that we won helped. Yeah. Yeah. But he's another one of those players that just oozes effort, you know, like yeah. he just loves the club. He loves, the, you know, his mateship with the players and he just oozes it. Yeah, Hawking is just pure Essendon. So, um, well, Feisty, uh, thank you so much for calling in. Um, That's all right. You're doing a good job, by the way, guys. Thank, thank you, you very much. I'm glad you like the podcast. Thank you very much. That's- that's good. Now, just 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 one more thing before I go. Yep. Ah, uh, don't uh, 
I just want to let all the listeners know not to listen to everything that Sal said and said and uh, spoken about in the media because uh, you've got to go to the horse's mouth to get the details. Well said, absolutely well said. Well said. Yeah. Right. So you, there you go. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us uh, tonight, Feisty. It's been great. Thank you, guys. See, you. I'll talk to you later. Yes, okay, indeed. Bye, bye. Bye. Caller number three on the Lunchtime Podcast tonight is uh, is Jason from the Purple Bombers. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, really, really good, Jason. Um, I guess like all of us, we're all pretty excited about how the how the year's gone. I guess the last the last result has um, just made the year a little bit more magical. How, how have you seen the year? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I've got my ticket and flight booked to go to the Sydney match. Oh, very so impressive. I've gone to probably 20 Sydney games in my life for a lot of heartbreak. So I'm <laughs> bracing myself. But, but it, it has been a magical season. I, I don't think it could have been any better than what it's been, to be honest. And even our losses to Brisbane and Sydney really didn't affect our ladder position too much in the end. So um, yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Love yeah, it. yeah. I, I kind of agree, and you're right on the Sydney history. It's it's one of those grounds you you kind of bracing yourself because history. Yep, history been, yeah, yeah. I was there in '96. We lost after the siren. Oh, the plugger. Oh. Stanton got tackled at ANZ Stadium, and we lost that by four or five points. I, I just seen probably ten or eleven one goal or less games up there, and, but I compared that, and we've got a full team pretty much when we play them, so. We'll give it a really good crack. And I reckon, mate, because I reckon that the Sydney boys will be absolutely preparing for us because, ooh, I tell you what, with that full side in, we are more than half a chance up there. And I, the, the Sydney boys will be a little bit nervous because I don't know that there'd be many teams that would want to play us in the first round of the finals because on our day, if Joey D gets going and Hurls can handle things down back and Hartley can help him out, we are more than half a chance. I'm... I'm sneaky confident on this game. I'm just sneaky confident. No, I agree, and I think that um, players like Kelly, Watson, Goddard are going to play the games of their life. They, I think they'll they, want to. They really will. Yeah, yeah they will. They, they want to play finals, and, and it could be their last game for two of them. And, um, and BJ was pretty much best on the ground last week. So I think, you know, and Joe will have a, knee to, a week to rest his knee because I think he's had a bit of a knee issue for the last few weeks. And yeah. I think we're ready and primed, and even Heath Hockhocking is a, a really good in. Yep. Um, for this game. Okay, Graham. Now we've um, some of the other callers we've had on the show tonight. We've just been asking him a bit about the VFL, and um, do you know much about the VFL and the players in it? Yep, and I'm going to go and watch the final on Sunday against the Scraggers. Oh, mate, that's that's a true supporter. I'll be there. I'll be there. Brilliant. <laughs> have you um have you got a favourite player in the VFL? Someone that you've been watching? Someone yeah, you've been improving. My favourite player is Kyle Langford, and he should be in the senior. Now, now, you and me both here, um, Jason. I'm. One, what does this kid have to do to get a game? I don't know, but I, I'm. I don't know whether he can get in for this week though, because Laverde played really well, but Begley could be switched, swatched, switched, but um, yeah. probably not being probably hooker. So, yeah, it's an um, interesting one. If Fantasia gets up, it's it's an interesting one. What happens because if, if well, Fantasia's got to come in if he's fit because he's in our best team. Yeah, by far. Ex- and, yeah. Well, if you and, if. And, and, yeah, if you named top, yeah, if if you if you named Essendon's top five most important players, I actually have Fantasia in yeah. there because he structurally gives the opposition a lot of headaches, 
And um, Andy Kimmel, he's kicked almost 40 goals and he's missed games. Yeah. So he's... And he would have kicked over probably close to 50 if he'd have played the whole season. So, yeah. Um, which is a, as good an effort as Eddie Beth. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, it's, and he doesn't get the kudos that Eddie gets. No, well, I found it strange because I think they put Garlett as one of the forwards in the in the top forty All Australian. I'm like, gee, Fantasia. Yeah. Like, if you look at his stats and what he's been doing, he'd I know he's missed some games, more. but he'd have kicked a heap more than Jeffy Garlett, wouldn't he? No, he's too short. Oh, okay, but yeah. if you looked at disposals, he kills him. Yeah, absolutely. But um, that's yeah, what... Fantasia gets the ball. Yeah, gets the ball around the field. Look, I just love our team. I love. The fact that we have a forward line that's going to be around for the next four or five years. Yeah. We've yeah. got the right key defenders. We, we need Josh Kelly. I think if we get Josh Kelly, oh. we're top four for sure next year. Um, but I think we can still be top four anyway. I think Parrish, Merritt, Heppel, um, and players like Langford uh, will you know, give us that midfield growth that we need next season. And, and you know, as much as I love Job, and I'll be sad when he's finished, and I'm glad he's playing next week. Um, yeah. He needs to make way for some of the younger players now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think he even understands. I that, think yeah. the I think the beauty of Kelly and Job is, um, and and we we're talking about previously just before about Bell Chambers. Um, some of the guys who are returning when they have that week off, they actually come back really strong. Um, yeah. um So that gives me a little bit of confidence in in a fortnight's time because. Job with the rest actually is a very good player. Yeah, like he he yeah. was he was really instrumental in that game when he gets his when his body's allowed to have a bit of a break. Um, so I expect a big sort of Kelly, Job, Goddard, Bell Chambers um, to be right in there, sort of right at peak. Did you say that you're sneaky confident as well, Scotty? Um, <laughs> it's one of those ones. <laughs> legitimate chance. I mean, oh, I agree. People aren't talking about us. People aren't talking about us like we're no chance to win. Um, but, you know, we are a legitimate chance, but we have to make the most of our opportunities. We have to kick straight. Yep. Because um, we don't do that sometimes. Yeah. And we can't do any last-minute stuff-ups like we did. Yeah, yeah. We can't <laughs> let teams back in like that. No, no, you don't want to give, especially at Sydney in the last quarter, you don't want... No. Then, <laughs> that's uh, that's not. They will run stuff, over the top so, of yeah. you, yeah. So, um, Which means if we are in front in the last couple of minutes, we won't be confident unless it's more than five goals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, look, I, I guess I can't have you leave without talking about how the Purple Bombers this, went this year, which um, I must admit I, I'm, I was quite proud to be a member uh, this year. So, um, Tell us a little bit about the Purple Bombers. Well, we're, we have almost 200 paid members now. We're um, the second largest coterie at Essendon now. Wow. Um, and yeah, and, and it's real, you know, it's about um, diversity, um, you know, and, and LGBTI fans, but one third of our members and our team are straight. It's about, you know, being inclusive and understanding we're all on the same team. And yeah. It's been fantastic. We're, we're next year, um, the players will play in an altered Guernsey in our May Ida Hobbit, which is the International Day Against Homophobia game that we did last year, the Red Black Pride game. Yeah. Um, which is very exciting. And we, you know, it's just, it's, it's been wonderful, and we have a room at Etihad for our home games. It's really fun, and, and I just say I'm so proud of Essendon and the fact that they want to be the most inclusive club in the AFL. It's just made you know, me feel safe at the football for the first time. So four years ago, I didn't feel safe. Yeah. And now I can just be myself and take my family, my husband and my son. And yeah. I'm just you know just actually back, and with the Asana stuff gone as well. Now it's just this year has been divine. I. I 
you know, I, I love this club more than I loved it four years ago, and, and yeah. uh, I've been a member for 30 something years. And, and the Purple Bombers and the way Essendon has embraced it, the fans and the club itself, that's been amazing. It's been amazing. I always, I always felt out of the saga that the club had a, like a bit of a stop and have a look at itself moment and not really really relating to the whole sports science side just as a whole club you know how do how do we see ourselves how does the country see us how can we how can we restructure the club to to be this really inclusive um be one where the fans are proud of and it feels like to me from the outside that they've worked their tail off to to really um you know how they how they did the 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 submission for women's football was it was incredible um how they've supported the purple bombers and and been really bold in their message as well um as a club it, it's just been uh, it's just been one of those years you're just so proud to to wear the red and black to go cheer on the boys um that's how it felt for me um yeah me too i agree um i agree and it's wonderful and i think that we've gone from last to seventh at least We've had a million people come and watch games. Yeah, it's incredible. 7,000 members. Um, you know, Xavier has led the club really well. Our board are fantastic. Yeah, they are. Got to know quite a few of them. They're great people, you know, from Simon Madden to Katie Leo um, and down. And, and the playing group, you know, I get irritated when people on our fan sites, um, you know, like Bomber Blitz and different things, and they bag the players if we lose. They really need to stop doing that because our players are superb men and they do their best every week and they have been extraordinary and they're good blokes yeah yeah really i agree I'd, it's one of my my pet peeves um jason is when oh. we we win a game against freo we had to win it we did win it and you, you get the the Essendon supporters are now giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe they just i don't know maybe they're venting or something like that but this club is so it's it's moving forward so quickly in such a positive manner. I think there's a really big opportunity for the supporters, and we have. I mean, to the tune of a million supporters, we've got behind the club. But everybody needs to take a deep breath and, and understand how incredibly significant it has been from Stone Motherless last to the set, to seventh at least, and what the hard work and many, many late nights, I'm assuming, that Xavier and his team has put yeah, in. And we didn't even have... We didn't have an easy draw for the first three quarters of the season. No, no. We, no and everyone was talking up St Kilda and Melbourne as shoe-ins for the eight. Where are they? They didn't make it. Um, North Melbourne deteriorated to second last. Um, yeah. Hawthorne, we beat Hawthorne, and that was a good win. We beat Collingwood twice, and they were uh, not a bad team really this year as well. And we beat, you know, Geelong, um, West Coast, um, and there was another... Collingwood twice. I mean, have a... Well, have, have have a look at the teams behind us. I mean, Bulldogs, Melbourne, Saints. Aren't yep. they? These are the up and comers, aren't they? Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, and Collingwood, and yeah. we beat. We know we we deserve to be where we are. Yeah, we could have finished with a bit of luck. We could have finished fourth or fifth, um, but we didn't, which is fine. And we'll give a real good crack at it, crack at it next week. And and I expect us to play finals over the next five or six years anyway. Oh, great, absolutely. And be a you know give ourselves a real chance to win a flag or two in that period of time. Yeah, oh, I like it. I like the sound of that. <laughs> I yeah, I, I agree. Um, I just I sense that I, I think there's sometimes a lack of understanding of having 19 guys join a club 
ten of those a missing coach. a year and a coach, a whole like a brand yeah, new and coach. having a pretty much a whole restructure, a new coach, new <laughs> game plan. Um, but really, Wush's job with this year was to just unite everyone. I mean, I, yep. to me, there's still a lot I reckon he would have in the back for him to coach these this group. Like, I'm sure this preseason coming up is going to be completely different. It will be quite intense and go okay guys now yeah. we step it up yeah like, absolutely we're all, we've, we've we all know each year. other now yeah. and uh, and we're getting familiar with how we play let's take it to the next level so and he finally has his own team to coach yeah exactly absolutely and i'm just you know we you know our club um you know we we have anzac day we have dream time we have the purple bombers we hopefully have a women's team tomorrow yeah, um, that'd be great. We celebrate the Indian community and the Diversity Week. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do a Clash for Cancer. We, you know, we are the only club who does all of that. Yeah, and that's we something have you can really be proud of. I'm just really proud of it. I really am, and I and well, all these yeah. people just trying to do our best. You know. When you even have a look at Eston Twitter and, you know, they're promoting marriage equality and you go, there's not many clubs in Australia <laughs> that, are, that are tweeting this out, you know, because, I mean, you would know more than anyone, Jason, not everyone, sadly, is on that bandwagon. So it's, it, it, it is, I wouldn't say a risk, but it's, it's, I'm proud that they just say, no, that's what we stand for <laughs> and that's what we're promoting and educating. Yeah, and they've been really... Um... Uh, what's the word? They've been uh, fair income about it. Yeah, yeah. Not tokenistic, and they actually care. And I, I, as I, I you know, I've always loved the Essendon Football Club, but I now know the Essendon Football Club loves me back, and that's yeah, like that's, really trite. But that's really, really uh, that's actually really powerful to hear, mate. That's that to hear something like that. You, the, we've we've all loved the Essendon Footy Club, and now that, like you said, especially you, you can feel safe at the footy, you 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 feel included, and it, it makes you feel loved by the club. I reckon that's. That's really powerful. That's really great to hear. Yeah, thanks. That makes, I'm, I'm honest. That's how I feel. And I'm really looking forward to travelling up to Sydney for the day and yelling oh, my heart out, losing my voice, and hopefully coming back with a win. Coming with a little yeah. sneaky win. A yeah. sneaky win. Yeah. Well, thank- have a crack at Richmond or Geelong the week after. Great. <laughs> thanks so much. But uh, I definitely hear what you say. Look, I, I know when you're even talking about the board, um, just as we wrap it up, I mean, I, I obviously have some people that I, you know, I've got to know, you know, Paul Cousins and Katie and, um, and even you, they're just like lovely people. They're really open. They yep. talk to you. I always encourage them. And they love Essendon. Yeah. Everyone, everyone leading the club loves it. They're really passionate about success. Um, they're passionate about the message. Um, so, um, and uh, you couldn't meet a nicer person in Simon Madden as well. So, um, no, but, but when really you have, a... when you have leaders like BJ, who is one of the people I really admire, um, who has, you know, is really out there, vocal, supportive. Um, I, it's just at the moment, it's just a great club to be in, to be a, a supporting and be involved with. And, and, um, I, I just cannot wait for Fortnite's oh. time. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I swear you will hear us from Sydney if they get up. I, I swear we'll yeah, I hear you from Sydney. <laughs> I did. I did the fatal mistake of booking a trip a long, long time ago, and it's the morning after the Sydney game. So um... you will either be happy to get on a plane and fly away, <laughs> yeah. or you will be unable to talk. You'll be all that I'll hard. be crying in Malaysia or, yes. or on a beach with cocktails. No, but but that's the cool part, Jason. If we lose, if we're not going to, but if we lose. 
I reckon, again, heads held to held well and truly high for a great season, boys, and come back next year. Absolutely. And can I just say before I go, um, if any of you want to join out there, just go to purplebombers.com. Absolutely, uh, yeah. just go up online soon, and it's a really great way to have inside access to Essendon. You get to go to some internal events that are really fun. So. Awesome. But thanks for having us. Having me tonight, I really appreciate being on the show. And uh, do you guys still have the the Etihad room next year? Is that still going to continue? Yes, so all of our um, Etihad home games will have a room next to the Arena View restaurant on the second level. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I went there once. It's a really good view. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It is a good view. It's oh, well, good that's view. really good. Well, thanks very much for coming on the on the podcast tonight, Jason. We really appreciate it. No worries, guys. Have a good night. Go, Go Bombers. Have a good day. See you, mate. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Caller number four tonight on the podcast is uh, is Rick Edwards. Um, Rick's a friend of ours um, from the podcast, and uh, welcome, Rick. And just before you start, Rick, look, I have to say it's it's so good to um, have you back on. Um, you obviously were um, a valuable person um, on episode three. Look, we're just talking about the Sydney game. Um, they must get a bit of confidence um, with the the previous game. Um, so I just want to know your thoughts and we didn't really play that well <laughs> and we got in front. Um, we weren't really that impressive for two thirds of that match, the, the game that we should have beaten Sydney in. No, no, we weren't. You're right. No, we had some really, really flat periods, but then I think we kicked seven goals in a row or something. So, you know, we, we, we only played half a game and, mm. uh, and we really should have. Should have won that, shouldn't we? No. Did, so did yeah. they have anybody out in that game? Like, were they, were they missing anybody in particular? Oh. Uh, no, I don't think no, so. Rampy, I, don't, I don't remember actually. Rampy was back, I think. I think, look, for me, I keep thinking of Heaney. I'm really worried. Like, he's he's a player that's got under our guard a few times, and I'm just trying to think of who who's that match up with Heaney because he's he's a very clever McGrath. operator. Put McGrath on him. No, he's too tall. I think. Yeah, yeah I he may be. You're right. Heaney's dangerous. Papley's the other one too. I like to see McGrath. Um, I mean, I know they've played him up the ground a bit. Uh, McGrath, but I'd like to see him go back and lock down on, on Papley. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely, Papley. I guess when we when we played them last time, we beat the, the, we didn't beat the midfield, but we had a really good crack at their midfield. I reckon we go in the midfield at least confident that we can match it with the Luke Parkers and the Kennedys and those kind of people. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think I mean they're 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 rated, aren't they? They're highly rated in the midfield, but they're not that quick, are they, fellas? You know, really. No, so they, I think we, we might be able to get out um, on the outside and and expose them. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I was trying to think of like I was trying to think of matchups today. Um, look, a lot to me does evolve around Hooker, Hurley. And hopefully Fantasia being yeah. able to play. Um, Fantasia, I mean, he obviously won't play for a month, but he's such an important player to our side. Yeah. He releases he? he releases Waller. It's it's almost like how Hooker releases Joe. I always find out Fantasia then releases Waller. Yep. Um, or or so, sort of vice versa in some ways. Um, mm. There where they yeah. they have to cover two guns. So it's yeah. And and he just adds that speed. And when we're, we're moving the ball fast, um, we are a very, very dangerous side. Yeah, you're right. He's super important, is he, is he, isn't he? I mean, do, do they play him if he's like 90% right, Fantasia? I, I do myself. Yeah, so do I. Do or die. It's, because I, I don't... I Look, in all honesty, I think a 90% Fantasia beats 
currently where um, a Begley and or a Laverde as far as current form. Yeah. That's just yeah. being completely yeah. honest. Um, uh, that's that's my view. Um, if Fantasia, I still think, would get 15 or 20 and kick two or three goals. Yeah. But... Yeah, he does, and he sets sets other guys up as well. Absolutely. He? So... Yeah. We, we were just but talking it's... to the to the previous caller, just how I I've, I've got a sneaky confidence, sneaky yeah. confidence about this game. I I know yeah. Buddy's on fire, and but... it's Sydney, and we don't have a great record up there. But I, I bet you, if you were a fly on the wall in the Sydney camp at the moment, they'd be preparing properly for this game because Essendon's got yeah. we've got the talent, we've got the guns to beat that side up yeah. there. So it's... I think you're right. I think you're right. They'd, they'd be worried about us. They'd be worried about the reemergence of, of um, Job. I think you know he, yeah. he he that was that was the best game he's played this year. I, I reckon that that sort of inside grunt work wasn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. and he's got another week off. So yeah, there's yeah. no doubt when he has a week off, he's he's a different prospect. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and, and I think yeah, go for it. Sorry. So. Sorry, and I think the other thing, if, if Hurley and Hooker get up, I think they'll really worry them, especially Hooker. Hooker obviously didn't play against them last time, and I think he will pose some problems for them. But, gee, it's reminiscent, isn't it, of um, when was our last final series against North Melbourne? When was that? 2000 and... Oh, oh that's the... Um, 14. 14. 2014. And remember that game? Yeah. We went into that final, and Carlisle did his hamstring just before that game. That's right. And, and didn't yeah. play. That's right. So, so, so we need a bit of luck here. We need Hooker to get up. Yeah, we do. Hooker be really nice. And so, can you believe James Stewart at the moment? Oh, that last quarter was that. That was like a mature. I've got, I've got the, I've got it here, fellas. <laughs> like game that really. I must admit, it took me a little bit by surprise how mature and almost like a leader he was um, in that last I quarter. Think, yeah. He's played some good games, but I think that was probably his breakout game, wasn't it? Yeah. You know? And um, his hand, hands were good, but, but isn't he good when he hits the ground? I agree. As well? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really good. He's a, he's 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 kind of your third tall, but you you he's deceiving. His height you, it deceives you because he's so mobile and he actually moves really yeah. fast. Yeah, fast. So, um, he does. He has yeah, got, he and he's got a left foot as well. He can, he can kick on his left foot as well. He's, you know, yeah, he's got some tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so, one well, one other question we've been asking the other callers um, on the podcast tonight is is a bit about the VFL. Um, have you got a favourite player in the VFL? Have you been watching someone coming through that you think is getting close to a game? I think the unluckiest guy would would have to be Kobe Much this year. Okay, I, I think he's he's been really stiff that he, that he hasn't got. Two or two or three games. Um, I think they've, they've perhaps favoured some of the returning players. You know, your Howlets, yeah, um, birds over, over him. I, I think he's pretty stiff not to have made it made his debut. Yeah, we. Well, I think we had a previous call. We voted Carl Langford as the unluckiest. Yeah, but, um, we, well, no, we played a game, I guess. But I guess as far as um, he had a stretch there where he was getting. Thirty, <laughs> thirty touches a game. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I mean, hopefully we can retain that kid. And and unfortunately, with Job going and Stanton going and probably Hocking and that, um, yeah. he's get. I think there's going to be further opportunities in our in our midfield for him. And I think much is just a little bit of cream. I think he's he's performing well enough, like you said, to get a game. And we should yeah. see him early yeah. next season. I reckon. Yeah, it's been a real luxury not not to have to push. Um, the first few players through, hasn't it? You know, like Ridley and and, and Begley and and much. It's, yeah. it's been a real luxury, and I think it'll it'll do them um, do them the world of good next year. I think. So, how do you see uh, Rick 
the trade and draft period coming up coming up good good question are, are you are you in the camp um that we still needed uh, a, a a strong midfielder to come in or are you are you in the sort of uh, let's yeah. draft some kids yeah I, I think i think you're right um scott i mean it has to be an elite midfielder and I saw the news tonight. I have no knowledge, but I saw on the oh, news tonight yeah. that Tom, Tom Brown was talking up the whole Kelly, um, Josh Kelly to Essendon thing. So um, that that's exactly the type of player. That's the missing piece in, in our puzzle, I reckon. Yeah. I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the same view. Like, I, I'm one of those ones that firmly believes you need eight or nine real gun midfielders. Um, yes. Uh, yep. and, and of class. And class exactly, and because yeah. no doubt when you watched Hawthorne, what killed you was they hit every target. Uh, it, yeah. they weren't yeah. they weren't overly quicker than anyone or anything like that. They just simply moved the ball with precision uh, when they got a hold of it, and that's that's I think our next development. So I I'm I'm on the camp of if we can get some a classy midfielder in, then I really go in confident next year. Um, oh look, if it's Kelly, I'm really going confident. <laughs> but but I, I I still think it's a very long shot. That's yeah, personally me. I think we'd, um, we'd have to give up a hell of a lot to get him. But um, it's interesting. Uh, I would never mention names, but I I do have scenarios in my head. I go, I think that person we could trade. <laughs> but it sounds terrible. <laughs> but um, but there are there are there are players that I see that um, where we have like three or four play the same position, but. But like yeah, one or two okay. of them are, are, are really high quality, or oh, so are you thinking of backline players? Or no, sort of <laughs> I can't say. But I'm more thinking towards the forward area. But um, there's, there's forwards. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, there's just there's a couple of players that I I go gee, because look we've got pick twelve, so our currency is not great at all to to land a big fish. So I can't I can't see how we bring in a real gun without possibly having to put a player up of what, what what about what would gws say to our pick 12 and then our first rounder from next year what would they say to that personally i think they'll laugh at it and yep. it's not that it's worth it but they're sick of draft picks it's more that it's the wrong club like yeah so if you were if you were doing it to hawthorne or something like that you don't go great we need to get him back into the draft and that kind of thing but they they're the opposite they need their window is is kind of now, so yep. th- they say they would say no. We want a player. Yeah, that's we, my personal wanna, view. We want anyway. a mature, ready player. You can give us a first round pick, but we also need a um, uh, a poppy and under twenty four, under twenty five kid that has a bit of a future. I. Well, what about um, they need a ruckman? I think they need another ruckman. So maybe Lewenberger come into calculations or. Um, oh, I hope not. I love him as a backup. Well, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if that would be enough. No, no, no you know, maybe with, with some picks. With some, or with like some that, picks, but... yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'd almost have to have yeah. two first rounds and a Lundberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they'll be wanting. They'll be wanting to cover their holes of, of for yeah. the immediate team. Exactly, you're right. They're interested in the now, aren't they? Yeah, because yeah. they're losing Kelly. Like, it's, <laughs> that's their... Like they 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 deteriorate, um, I would say a fair amount. Yes, uh, yeah, because the yeah. midfield is where it's sort of won and lost, um, as far as getting it to your forwards. And Kelly's, you know, is pretty elite now. 
So they they're gonna they're gonna want someone to replace. That's that's the interesting one. I can't see a midfielder because we we're so short of them. Yeah, we can't give <laughs> <Yeah>. up anybody. <laughs> so, but I I, yeah. I there's I'll tell you offline. But I know. Yeah. What about if they asked us if they went to the trade table and asked us about Kyle Langford or Jaden Laverde? Well, yeah, again, that's that's interesting. I, I Scott, I know we, we we try to sort of avoid putting players up, but I mean, you'd have to honestly, you'd have to give it some serious thought. You really would, because notice I've gone silent. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just hit the nail on the head with one of those two players there. Um, but there's that. I mean, because they've got real currency, they've been around for a while, and they've, they've got real yep. currency. Yep. And oh, geez, Essen would be tempted. But um, well, both both of them um, have huge potential to be significant players. I still think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the interesting part. Um, who, who do you think um, is tracking better, um, Scott, out of those two? Langford. Lang- <laughs> Strangely enough, I think Langford. Um, Langford, both you guys, yeah. Okay. Look, I only say that because I've had. I feel like they're developing him better. Um, and that's probably a little bit because Laverto had the injury, so it's not his fault. But I think once they settled that they wanted him to be an inside mid and they basically just said, now you're going to play VFL for a long time. <laughs> and But, we'll, yes. but you'll, play, you'll be the Joe Watson in the VFL, so you'll, you'll play that key position and learn it. Um, I think he's had a really good development year learning that new position. So new, almost that kind of new learning that craft. I I see things. I go, oh, I think you're coming along really well, even though you're playing VFL. I think there's some really good signs. Uh, I is only his pace is my only concern. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not he's not real quick, but, but you're right. He's really good in traffic, isn't he? And um, he, he can win that contested ball. So mm. uh, he would be really handy to, to have next year if he does improve yeah. that yep. extra five percent and with with Jaden Laverto, where do you see his position what is he oh uh, the, there was some talk about he can play midfield but I haven't seen him play midfield no I'm not sure I'm seeing him forward but no. where do you play him yeah. he's, he's an interesting player isn't he because he's, I'm not yeah. quite sure yet where he where he plays yet I Probably that last three games in 2016, he he was really developing that forward role well. Mm. Um, even in that Carlton game, he kicked like three or four. And he looks really dangerous. But the injury really was a was a, a real curse because um, yeah. this was, to me, his, sort of his breakout year and it's just been one of those frustrating years, a bit like Francis, I, get, I guess. Just, yeah. Just that frustrating where we haven't really seen him show his true potential, and I know it, 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 it is yeah, there. It, it is a bit hard to judge him, like like you say, because of the injuries. But I just wonder whether, as a forward, he has enough tricks uh, as a forward. I'm just not quite sure yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very hard forward line to be good in. Yeah, to, to, <laughs> for to his size, dominate because him. Stuart Hooker and Joe command the men. The, I would completely understand if I was a midfielder looking down. I know who I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Orazio when it hits the deck and Waller when it hits the deck. So, so it's actually a very hard position to be sort of that fourth yeah. forward in some ways. And now you've got Begley running around on a forward flank and you've got 
Um, so yeah, that's when I say I wonder what position he's got. And I I look at the kid when you get down to training. He's well over six foot, athletically mm. gifted, can jump out of the gym, looks brilliant on a lead. You look at that body and go, oh please, seriously, we've got to look at this kid. He's he's got to be good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I mean he has been injured. He's just come back. Do we give him that season and we go back next season and say, right, kid, next season we're going yeah. to give you some opportunities. We're really going to play you and hope you can show us what you've got. Well, they obviously see a lot in him because the fact that he came back so quick and got yeah, into the side, they're obviously seeing a lot in him. Um, so that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because he, I mean, he bypassed some players that were playing really well in the VFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he, there's obviously they see a lot of potential in him and that and yeah so maybe they just feel to just pump as many games into the kid as possible um so, so can we put you on the spot rick and and, and ask for a margin are we going to win it uh, i think it'll be a bit more comfortable than the last time we played them so um i i reckon this time it will be something like 19 points wow. but we'll hang on to it okay wow. bog for the bombers who will it be uh, I I think um, I, I was thinking Kyle Hooker, but um, I, I might because he's under some sort of cloud. I, I might go uh, Joe Botson. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I went Tommy Bell Chambers. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's been good, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I think with the week's break and him, he'll he'll really launch because Sydney's rucks are, are pretty uh, are not that great at all. So I, I think he'll launch right into it and try and dominate the game from the middle. Yeah, he's, he's been underrated. He's gone under the radar. Not everyone has recognised him. No, against Fremantle, he was he was in my top two personally, mm. um, as far yeah, as influence. Yeah. And do you know what? With the Fremantle game, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I know we only won the game by fifteen points. But I, when I watched the game, I actually thought Frio were really on. Like, and that was always what my concern because I. I kept on looking at their list and going, geez, there's some really good players on this list um, that are, yeah. are so underperforming. Um, yeah, yeah. If they actually just turn it on for one game, it, it is game on. Because, look, at halfway point, they're in the eight. Um, yeah, they're, they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're not bad. I think your point's, point's valid. I mean, with the midfield of Neil, uh, Fife, and Mundy, that's, that's a... And, and, it's not bad. and the two Hill brothers, well. yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and then the other Hill as well. That's right. Um, to me, um, they had a lot of those sort of big um, inside mid. So once again, it was a bit of a, a dress rehearsal for the, the kind of midfield that we're going to be facing um, in uh, in a week or so. I, I loved that they, that they put on full-on pressure on us. They, oh. it, it was a great way to go into the finals. I, thought, I was like, if we win this, this is a really good preparation. I didn't want to win by 100 points and just have no. this really soft affair, not against Sydney. Yeah. Um, so I liked no. that they had a bit of Ross's line old school um sort of tackling hard pressuring us it's like great that's exactly what we want um it's the idea it's a better preparation than sydney i mean sydney were just playing witches hats weren't they yeah yeah yeah. and port adelaide (laughs) it wasn't even that (laughs) gold Gold coast was just not there who gets uh who gets buddy so you got Ambrose, right? Oh, uh, I think Ambrose, he's our best lockdown player. And if you want to lock down one player, it's uh, Mr. Frank. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it, is, it, is it in a weird way kind of good that he's got his big bag out of the way just the week before? Like, this is... <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> everyone's going to go nuts on him um, now because the buddy... That's... But um, 
I actually have a lot of faith in Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the man, isn't he? Really, he can go with it. He's got the um the engine to to go with with Buddy, and um he's prepared to sacrifice his own yeah. own game. Um, so I I think and he's, he's tough. The guy. Yeah, and he's tough when the ball hits the ground too. Yeah, that's that's right. He might be able to um lay some body on on Buddy, and I don't think Buddy likes the the sort of physical side. No, that I don't one. think no. he does. He likes a bit of fresh air to move. And Ambrose, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ambrose is underrated in how strong the boy is. We... Oh yeah, didn't he get smashed a couple of times on the, on the weekend? I saw him go back once um, with the, the flight and just got smashed by the by the pack. Yeah, incredibly courageous. You know? So as we wrap things up, how how do you assess the um, the overall year as far as the home and away season? Yeah, I thought they'd finish um, fifth. So seventh is is not 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 too far off what what I thought. What I was really impressed with was their. Potency, their ability to, to score. Um, mm. So they ended up with um, two thousand one hundred four. No, sorry, two thousand one hundred thirty-five points, which was the most uh, for a year since two thousand and thirteen, um, where they bettered it by only ten points. So now, for the first time in a, yeah. in a long time, we managed to get that sort of um, offensive strike power, didn't we? Now, week three, you came onto our show. And we told you what for showing us up on stats. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and Clearly, you've become very prepared again for this podcast tonight. That's an impressive stat. But um, no, well done. Um, I just had to make a joke of that. Um, yeah, our, yeah, so our, our forward it's been, line. It's been good, yeah. hasn't it? I think, you know, sorry to, uh, to, to jump in again, but um, the, the point I think you've made um, on, on, on social media, Scott, you know, we, we've just found players that can kick goals and um you know we've got five that got over 20 goals and, yeah. and that's that's been fantastic it's made such a difference hasn't it huge difference i think we're averaging we averaged in the 70s last year so we're averaging is it around about mid 90s i'm pretty sure um i think it's around about 96 yeah so it's almost like 20 points you know three four goals more a game and that's a huge that's a huge turnaround that's a, a credit to um the coach but i mean you have to give credit to Skipworth too, um, and he he is can be a little bit sometimes a bit of a whipping boy, as because he's not the the well known boy uh, as far as the coaches. But he he's in charge of the forward setup, oh. and if you had any position in the field that had success this year, it's his it's his it's his team. It's his group. Agree. So um, oh, I have to give him a, a lot of credit on how on how the forward have, have set themselves up this year and. Um, it'll be interesting to see in the off season. I, I don't know if you listened to the hard tag today, um, uh, which no, is a I, I podcast, I but just a, a tiny little Essendon based podcast. You've probably not heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, we love podcasts anyway, so it doesn't really bother us. Oh yeah. Um, check out the hard tag. It's great. Um, but um, Bill Chambers just sneakily just gave away that the club's talking to Kelly about a, a um, assistant role. Um, it was just he just said something under his breath a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's interesting." Um, so because um, they're saying like, "Would you love Kelly to be a coach?" And he goes, "Yeah, I think the club." Are, and then he, you can tell almost, I could tell halfway through the sentence, he's like, oh, "Should I say oh, this?" Oops, I might not be able to say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've, I've I've actually just gone off the Dean Solomon um, bringing him back as a backline coach um, momentum. Um, yeah, I've sort of gone off on that. Uh, Why is that? Is that because so of Port Adelaide? Watching the sun. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but um, it'll be very interesting. Um, I I I think Essendon's a different beast now as far as how they run. I think they're a bit more ruthless. 
and and I think Xavier's got a very much a, a driven person on on getting success. Um, so I mean, even like you said, that Channel Seven report on Kelly. I mean, they they're saying that Xavier met with Kelly's manager with Dodore. So if yeah, it's true, yeah. you never know with Tom Brown. But but I'll, I'll go with his yeah. word for it. Um, uh, but if yeah. the, but I could imagine Xavier that doing that kind of thing because he's yeah he's a very driven person at the moment to get this club into success. Yeah. Well, I think they've got a pretty good track record, haven't they? Look what they did last off-season. They managed to get 10 players to come back to the club. Yeah, oh, that's, I swear, somebody should write a book about that because with all of the with all of the troubles that happened and... <laughs> well, hey, actually, speaking of books, that is good. Um, seriously, Xavier dramatically underestimated and how he got all of those players bar Paddy Ryder to come yeah. back to the club. It's it's very impressive. And, and I think it speaks volumes for the direction the club's in that the players yeah. um, would come back. So yeah, huge, huge props to, to Xavier. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, Sorry, Rick. Thanks for calling through. Um, we've realised we've gone over an hour just on phone calls. Just on so. phone calls today. <laughs> so, but, but it was great. Um, however long this goes, that's fine. It's a, it's the home and away. Hey, we're in the finals. Screw it. Podcast. Exactly right. Screw it. <laughs> We're going to enjoy it and it. gloat. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks so much for all your support this year as well. And um, I'm sure we'd love to have you on some other time as a as absolutely a, as a like as a as a guest for a whole show again because we all are, always appreciate um, how you think about the game and, and and you as a person. No, I think thanks a lot, guys. Thanks uh, for the opportunity. It was great to come on again. Great, great. Thanks so much, Rick. Okay, bye. Well, guys, um, hope you enjoyed that. We just thought we'd just have a, a fun chat talking to fans tonight. Um, I, I really like it. There's so many good people around Essendon, um, and and you've just heard four of them. Um, so, look, we're really excited about where the club's going. Um, great news today about Zaharakis signing for four, four years. years. Yes, That's a really uh, big achievement, um, and I can't tell you enough. David, how much I appreciate your loyalty to the club. Absolutely. Um, we really needed you, so we need as many midfielders as possible. And it's, it's very impressive that we're, we're signing all of these players, and I, I think they're buying into the direction of this club, and it's really good to see. Yep. So thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll end off now. Um, hopefully talk to you very, very soon. Uh, I'm not sure when the next podcast will be. Be, but um, someone's going on a holiday. So well, well, there's no real game this weekend. We might do a bit of a a, a very quick half an hour uh, VFL final yeah. wrap up. Yeah, it's a good call. Um, but we'll we'll talk about whatever really. Till then, uh, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us um, um, via email at the lunchtime podcast at gmail um, Get back to us with any feedback, any questions you'd like answered, or um, any questions you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. We're more than happy. And thanks for everyone uh, around the world who, who, who listens in. Yeah, around the Thank world. Thank you to everyone who listened to the Joma City one last week and thanks for all the kind comments. Um, we actually love talking to Smoke and Joe and we're hoping to get a few more X-plays on um, in, in the sort of a bit of a summer series. So, yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. So, thanks everyone and we'll catch you very soon next week. See you later, guys. See ya.